coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Hi, this is Barbara Gon Mueller. Welcome to Peace Podcast, where our goal is you become more peaceful with each podcast. You become healthier and maybe happiness will creep into your life, even though we're going through some challenging times today. You're on peacepodcast.org and I have a fabulous guest today. You know, it's interesting because I was one of the speakers at the 2020 Peace Conference. It was a World Peace Conference put on by the Rotary and actually the Rotary Club of World Peace. And if you look in the book, you will see I'm right on top of Jim Halderman. I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, a pre-peace scholar. And Jim Halderman, he teaches court-ordered, company-ordered, and spousal-ordered clients in anger and conflict management. And so I saved him because I knew after a few months in this pandemic that we'd need some help, not only us, but maybe those who are incarcerated, those who are suffering from anger issues. And so, Jim, I want to just say thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I enjoy it. I look forward to our time together. Well, his son wrote something else about this wonderful man that you're going to hear from, and I hope you listen to him often. His son is a CBS reporter or maybe even an anchorman. He wrote, Webster's Dictionary defines a Renaissance man as a person who has broad intellectual interests and is accomplished in areas of both the arts and the sciences. You know, as I get to know Jim, and guess what his email is? Jim Speaker. Can you imagine? He tells you right up front who he is. He's a speaker helping you become more calm and taking care of your anger issues. But as I go down this list of accomplishments, he's been everything from a boat owner to the ban on Dick Clark's um, dancing program, which I can't even remember. What was the name of that program? Bandstand. American Bandstand. American Bandstand. Do you know I'd rush home from high school or grade school, wherever the heck I was, and I would rush in and I'd watch American Bandstand because I learned all the moves. And you were back there playing your what instrument? I played the upright violin, the string bass. No kidding. Yes. I didn't even know they had a string bass in those days in that bandstand. I oh, thought they yes. guitars. <laughs> well, uh, I was on the end of that. We were moving into electric guitars in those years. That was in the late 50s. Um, then, then, of course, I went to school and learned how to play the instrument and never made as, money, as much money since when I joined the Phoenix Symphony after that. But, uh, but music has been a major avocation all my life. But you followed your passion. That's one I thing did. I like about you. I followed you, and you, know, you, you followed me in the program, but I followed you after you spoke to the audience, and they didn't want to leave. It was very interesting. <laughs> we had 50 minutes to share our expertise and to answer questions, and I got up there to our room, and the audience was still so involved with his talk and talking to each other. That's a sign that you knew what you were talking about. What were you talking about at the 2020 World Peace Conference? The, I think anger management as multiple, I try and teach health, happiness, and, and peace. Uh, you talked about incarceration. And what I do is work with people that are incarcerated. 
But see, we become incarcerated by our minds, by our attitudes, by our belief systems. So there's all forms of incarcerations. And so it's about how we look at that broader view. And you heard of us living in a box. We all live in our own little boxes from our tribal and background experiences. So how do we break free from that? How do we open up? And how do we break the chains of the incarceration that we've created for ourselves? And nobody's telling us to do that. We do it all by ourselves. Our parents aren't telling us we're no good. Our parents aren't telling us we're great. But we can carry with us this box of knows that we shouldn't and we can't. And now I'm going to prove it. Exactly. How do we perceive the answers we hear? When your mother tells you, oh, what a sloppy kid when you spilled your soup or something. And that gets wired into us at that point. We have a choice at that point, but at that point, we believe our parents. And so, gee, I'm a sloppy kid. And then we fulfill that in the rest of our lives, unfortunately. And until somebody can break that chain of thought or break those bars of those thoughts from the earlier life. And uh, that's, that's the goal. You know, Jim, if you could bottle that, we'd be millionaires. <laughs> you could bottle that potion that's going to take away... The negativity. I keep, I keep trying to work myself out of a job, you know, and make everybody happy, but I, I haven't quite achieved that yet. In fact, even in my own life, I have to review my own material. But anger management is, is kind of fun. You know, in the 50s, anger management was just basically, well, get over it. By the 70s and 80s, we learned the mind and body connection. And so we realized that a lot of our diseases were stemming from our anger. So we realized we had to get rid of our anger. So we taught you to go punch a pillow. Get rid of your anger. Tell your friend what you really think. Well, not only did we lose a lot of friends, we really learned how to punch the next person we saw. So that wasn't it. So it, it's, um, there's basically three parts to anger management, one of which is, of course, where did our beliefs come from? Where did our attitudes come from? And what bars and boxes are we living in? And how do we connect with other boxes? What is the physiology of anger, which is the huge, which is what has led me into a complete thorough study of neurology. It's just fascinating. Because it's what is the chemistry of anger? And what are we doing to our bodies physiologically? And it's just, it's just unbelievable. You know, in our society today, we think stress is normal. We just live in this life of stress. You know, if you laugh too much, people don't take you seriously. And that's so sad. Um, and it just does such damage, which is why we are one of the most unhealthy nations, uh, because we do it to ourselves. 80% of diseases are self-imposed from environment. When I say self-imposed, it's not that we go out and hurt ourselves. But we live in an environment and in an attitude and our thoughts and all of that affects the physiology. But other, and of course, the third part of anger management is just basic communication skills. Uh, we've grown up in one environment and we're okay speaking to our choir or our friends. But if we ever want to step out of that box, it requires another language, a better understanding, a deeper understanding of communication. Communication and a communication with yourself, even. Oh, my. He said to me, if you're angry, ask yourself a question. What is it that I'm angry about? Rather than going into the anger, because that's the lesson you need to learn. 
That's perfect. And if I can take that just one step before that, when you find yourself beating up on yourself or being negative in your thoughts to others, just if you think the word stop, that changes you and moves you in from your emotional side of your brain into your logical side of the brain. And then you can say, why am I feeling this way? What am I thinking? And then you can take control. That is very interesting, Jim, because my book, Revolutionary Conversations, and my co-authors and I worked five, hour, five years on this because wow. we had to provide a very simple model to have a communication tool that you could take with you no matter where you were. And this is called the SHARE model. And the first letter in SHARE is uh, S. And guess what that stands for? Um, Stop. Stop. <laughs> Just like you said, stop. You don't yes. go to a stop sign and then rush through it. You go to the stop sign to make sure it's safe to go forward. And that's why we use the Correct. word stop. And then the rest of the tools are there, which involve so many small steps of understanding the person you're with, understanding the situation. But it's a very nice, simple model. Ex but I yes. was so honored when I heard you say stop when you're yes. boiling up. It's, it's what we call a pattern interrupt. We live 98% of our life, if not more, in what we call the limbic system, in the mammalian system, not in the logical system. And so we have to move from that 98% of our life living in on automatic. And of course, this, that's not a bad thing because it's how you drive a car. It's how you play an instrument. You can't think about a note when you play an instrument or when you play a sport. So we live in this automatic. But every now and then, we need to move into that logical. And that just that saying that word or even thinking the word stop moves you from one part of your brain into another part of the logical brain. So it, uh, Barbara, that's a huge, huge piece. It really seems to work too when you say stop because your mind goes even to driving a car. You stop at a stop sign because you don't go forward until it's safe. That stop word is a really, it's almost more powerful than no. You know, it's very yes. interesting. Yes. If you say stop, you know, that's what women have to learn to say stop. They have to mm -hmm. pay attention mm -hmm. to what they really want instead of just going along. And, and I think that feminine is starting to come into so many of my male friends. They're much more soft and gentle and, and the anger's still there, but they don't explode as often. Have you noticed that? Is there oh, yes. going on right now? A oh. more gentle world? Well, and the domestic violence is on such an increase because we, so many of us define ourselves by our job. And now all of a sudden, so many of us are out of that job and we have no longer a definition. And so how do we find ourselves? How do we find that level of peace within us? You know, when we have lost into many of us, everything we stand for, you know, you I'm an accountant. I am not my job is what you're saying. You're not your job. You are so much more, Barbara. I'm you saying that, but I think that's what people are saying. Who am I when I'm not working? Exactly. Because I'm we define ourselves. I'm an accountant. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. No, you're not. You are a wonderful human being that is operating as a lawyer, that doing the action of lawyering. But you are not a lawyer. You are much more. That's exactly what I would say to somebody. You're much more. You're a glorious human being. 
And for people to get that they really are glorious and that they're a miracle on this planet, it's um, something that I don't think they've ever had the time to stop and think about. That's why even though we're kind of sequestered right now, we're able to think. And I'm spending more time in nature than I've ever done before. And I think it's because I have time. But with so many of us that don't have the hobbies, that have not allowed ourselves to spread our wings, uh, and if you, you, you develop habits where you don't develop the wings, and so when all of a sudden your only one wing is cut off, um, you have no wing left. But if you have hobbies, if you have extracurricular, you know, my wife and I are just both busy as can be, writing and reading and studying and Zooming and connecting in so many different ways, spending time in, I'm gardening and getting my hands dirty and uh, connecting, but, but without those um, extra hobbies. Yeah, it's know, very, it, um, very true, Jim, what you're saying. I do my work in the morning really early because everything's so quiet and peaceful and I write my president's message for the Rotary E-Club or I'm writing a great. message for the Peace Podcast. But I stop after three hours and I go out in the garden. And today I went out and picked apricots. Why? Because uh, I have to connect to nature. Nature calms me down and it cleans my brain. But you know, I think maybe that might be a technique people could use if they don't have a hobby. Maybe they could develop a love of nature, go to a park and just be. That's, uh, there's a Japanese, I can't think of the name of it, uh, where you just stay in nature and walk very slowly in nature and look and connect. And it changes your whole body. I mean, it's, it's a way of meditating. Um, and meditation is to me a, a very important and, and I like to teach the 60 second methods of meditations, the short meditations. When you get into a shower, experience the warm water on your body and what a pleasure that brings for just those few seconds. But allow those few seconds to bring you into another space. When you take that first bite of food, just allow yourself to enjoy that bite of food. Um, and enjoy and, and, and enjoy those flavors and experience those flavors at a different level. So it's just an, other ways of meditating. That's so beautiful. I have on my wall here a saying that says, to see new things in what I have seen before. And so what you're saying, you're coming up with the meditation to see new things in what I have seen before. And that means when you get in the shower and standing, I better hurry up now because somebody's waiting for me. Yep. Get yep. in there and be in that shower. Be with whatever you're doing. And so many people I know say, I lost my glasses. I don't know where I put my wallet. They're not even present when they're putting things down. <laughs> to be present is the gift of life. Oh, you said it so well. I think I will quote you on that because what I, I have taught often, uh, again, we live on automatic. We come in the house, we put our keys away in a certain place, we put this in a certain place. But now all of a sudden when you come in, the phone's ringing or the dog's barking or the baby's screaming and you throw your keys and throw the things and you can't remember where they are. And of course, we lose those things and we can't find them because exactly that. We did not make that mental attachment. Even if I'm hurrying, the phone's ringing, I got to run. If I take one second and say, I am setting my keys down here, it's that cognitive action then that you will remember. And without that little cognitive action, 
you lose it. You forget it. And, uh, you know, where's my keys? Where's my car keys? Where's my glasses? And what happens then when you're starting to look? What happens? You get the A word, anger. Oh. Why couldn't I put my keys where I always put my... <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you're in some turmoil that was self-created by just not being present to the moment when you put your keys down. It's, it's so elementary, yes. And then, we, like you said, we frustrate ourselves. Oh, dear, I'm going to be late for this. I'm going to be late for that. I've got to run. Where's my keys? And it just moves us into a whole other realm. And again, stop. Take a breath. Speaking of a breath, you, know, you can so change your chemistry uh, in a breath. Um, breathing in energizes you. It's the sympathetic nervous system. Breathing out it relaxes you. It's the parasympathetic. Especially when you learn to breathe. You know, we, we forget that. As we get older, we live, we begin to breathe higher in our chest and more tight. And so we stop using all of our lungs. But, it, but if you breathe in, in fact, the ideal breath is five and a half seconds in, five and a half seconds out. And, and who of us do that anymore? We're in and out. But when, even then, even if you're breathing faster, breathe out longer. Always breathe out longer. That's, again, aliving the parasympathetic. That slows down the heartbeat, slows down the lungs, slows down the activity of the body. Calm is more calming. Um, the, uh, the, the, the military uses in, in stress situations the technique of four, seven, eight. Breathe in on the count of four, hold for the count of seven, so that cleans out your lungs of the carbon dioxide, and then you breathe out on the count of eight. So twice as long as you're breathing in to relax you and calm you and bring you back into that conscious mind. Bringing back into the body, bringing your own awareness into your own body oh. is such a gift. And I think um, with the COVID-19, we're finding more of us. I have my girlfriend in La Jolla. She says, I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to sit and look at nature. <laughs> She's so happy to be looking at nature. In fact, she had a birthday party where she invited one of these piano players that had the electronic piano yes. to her birthday party. And there was just her and another person in the electronic music. And she had the best birthday party because she was present. The person was present and her present was nature. And they did it outside in her backyard. Oh, how magnificent. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And I think we yes. have to create beautiful moments for us. Yes. There's so much on the news that makes us feel uptight, upset, and maybe angry. And so we have to bring those special moments into beautifying our place, our life, and our soul. When I sit down at the table to eat, I will just stop and take a very deep breath and calm but it, it, it calms me, but also it moves me out of the hectic world and moves me into now I'm into another place where I can enjoy. Of course, I'm blessed with a wife that's a chef and a marvelous cook, so I eat fairly well anyway. But again, and even so if I, you're not blessed with a partner, get a rice cooker. You can cook everything in a rice cooker. Oh. I, I made the most fabulous spare ribs last <laughs> yes. night in my rice cooker. I invited my son over for dinner. He took all, all the leftovers. They were so delicious. So you can Excellent. do a lot if you're creative. But that's, again, being present to the moment. Be the present in the moment and, mm -hmm. and enjoy it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, plan a little bit for, you know, your evening meal. In my kitchen, I have something called the Peace Corner. 
to remind us that we are peaceful when we have dinner or whenever we are able to be together. We don't have a lot of people coming over these days. I have been in yeah. my home and in my garden for three months and I have Instacart coming to me. So, and today I had a little miracle. The church down the street brought bouquets of flowers to everybody in the neighborhood with the word hope on it. We hope you're fine and we want you to know we're praying for you. And so I thought it's just those small little things that make you glad to be oh. a human. And those little, little things can so change your chemistry and so change your outlook on life. When I walk through schools or walk through buildings and there's somebody sweeping the floor, I'll say, so you're the one that keeps this building so nice looking. <laughs> you know, and you can just watch their energy melt. And it just takes so little to, to bring so much. It's being aware. Again, the first step in the engineering of the public consent, I'm a public relations person in my past life, and it's awareness, information, persuasion, and reassurance. You reassured him that he had made the right decision to clean that house or that yes. garden or wherever he was. And I always thank the guy in Whole Foods who put the, the vegetables up. I said, you're an artist, aren't you? Because they're so oh. beautiful. And he just smiles the whole yes. rest of the day. Yes. And it's, it's uh, remind yourself that, that in life, as in theater, I did a lot of work in theater, that there are no small parts in theater. Any one person can mess up the whole play. So in, in theater, there's a word, there are no small parts. But that is also so true in our life. If you did not have that person cleaning that building or doing those little menial, what appears to be a little menial task, um, what's the alternative to live in the filth and to live in the disease, to live in, but they, each one of the parts of humanity, you know, how many people does it take to bring the food to our table? You know, the pickers, the growers, the, yeah, the transportation and I mean there's thousand people that are involved before the food gets to my table a lot of the little parts in life each one of those equally important as the banker um, and it doesn't make any difference how much we're paid each it's we're like a chain the perfect society is like a chain which each link equal it's so interesting how you said there are no little parts I believe that I believe each of us has a big part of life and we all have a, an, an opportunity to say something nice to somebody, to change oh. their day, just to say hello. Even though you have your mask on, my girlfriend bought one of those masks that have plastic in front so she mm. could be able to let people see her smile. She always yes. smiled. And uh, that ended up in our newspaper because it was so beautiful uh, that she, you could see her smile because she's a smiley person. And she's not young, but the newspaper picked her out of a crowd and said, we're going to take you and we show the world that you can still smile during this pandemic. I love it. I love it. Because it is those little things, those simple things. And I no longer say, have a nice day. I will say, have a nice life. Mm. It doesn't cost me a bit more to give somebody a nice life over a nice day. Well, in the old days when we could shake hands, I would always shake hands and say peace. I just want to wish you a lot of peace in your life because yeah. I know life is hard sometimes. And I just say peace instead of goodbye or anything else. But anyway, you're listening to Jim Halderman. I am so delighted I waited to interview you. This, this 15, 20 minutes is so full of wisdom 
life's trials and errors are solutions that you can find. You will see yourself pulling in something from Jim today. You will see yourself pulling in an idea that you heard today. Share this podcast with your friends and let them know that you're there for them. Maybe a phone call during this time. You know, Jim's talking, we started out on a course of anger reduction or at a course where people could learn to be more kind to themselves, to say good things to themselves rather than whatever I'm doing isn't right. That's just not something you need to carry with you. Even if your mother said that to you or your father or your brother, you know, it's your turn to change your mind. And I give you permission to change your mind listening to Jim today to kind of look at the beauty in your life. And I, I operate from one other word and that's gratitude. And I'm looking at Jim with such gratitude and such a great smile, Jim. It, wait a minute. I thought we just started. Are you telling me we've been here 15 <laughs> minutes already? Yeah. We just, but I have so much I want to talk to you about. I know. And you know what? I'm going to have you back. But before we end, I'm going to say this. Now, this is just a snippet of Jim. But you're going to get to hear about Jim because Jim's going to tell us his website. What is your website? I, I'm on LinkedIn only. Okay. I, I, I'm on LinkedIn only. So. so tell us about how you spell your name so we can be friends with you. Yes, um, Jim Halderman, H-A-L-D-E-R-M-A-N. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to talk with you. And, you know, at this point in life, I've got more than enough to keep me busy. So right. it's, it's well, working Facebook out. Facebook is, <clears throat> is a nice thing to have, but I like LinkedIn too. LinkedIn is a very nice contraption that allows us to not have to do all the work. All we yes. have to do is report back now and then. Well, today I was made president of the Rotary Club of World Peace and put a picture up. Oh, I'm on Facebook too. Are you? <laughs> Jim Alderman on Facebook. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Jim Alderman, I cannot believe how fast this 20 minutes went. Um, again, this is a show that allows you to gain from it exactly what you need. You know, if you need to be happier, you'll find a clue that from Jim. If you need to curb your anger, you need to change the way you think. Maybe you need to live a little healthier. That's there. You can learn from Jim. Well, I'm Barbara Gon Mueller, and Jim, I give you the last word. What would you like to say today? Oh, peace, live in peace. Take a very deep breath and enjoy surroundings. And if you're not happy with your surroundings, find, find something beautiful about everything you see. Find the beauty, find how, that, why that is the link that makes our life so wonderful. You know, everything you say makes me want to say something. You know, you say, find the beauty. I'm walking down from the bank and I just got my money and this homeless lady's there. And I said, you have the most beautiful legs. And she said, you've made my day. <laughs> she, she just was such, she was in a radio dress, but she had beautiful legs. And I said, you have, those legs must have, she said, well, I walk around a lot. And I said, <laughs> I said, well, no wonder you're so beautiful. One of the most fun things used to be when we sat in the airports waiting to get on when people were unloading as everybody was coming off the airplane. Now they may have been on the airplane for three hours. They're not in their best mood. They're not in their best condition. And everybody that's coming off that airplane, find something nice that you can compliment, even just to yourself. You Say, see wow, that? You see what that? a smile on that person. Just sit there and watch everybody coming off and find something nice about that person. And in this yes. day of the pandemic, 
you know, whoever comes to your door is a gift and just thank them, but wear your mask. Oh. Right, Jim? Yes. yes. Jim, it's just, it's a, been a pleasure. I, I could go on for the next two hours and I would do that, except we have found, research has shown us that people will listen for 15 minutes to somebody and then they will go do more research on them and bring more information to them. But I thank you for today and I thank you for being here. You listeners are what we count on. You know, you are part of our team and have a conversation about Jim. Share Jim with your friends and have a conversation. And you see how we went from anger to peace to love to find something beautiful. And I wish you a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Bye for now. Thank you.